0: This Raver Replay podcast is being delivered by Ison's Family Pizza.
1: 103.9 WRBI Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles now presents Southeastern Indiana's longest running and most listened to sports show, Coach's Corner. Now, broadcasting from the Coach Raver Corner at Ison's Family Pizza, here is your host, Bryce Kendrick. Thank you very much, John Heil, and uh,
2: welcome to another edition of Coach's Corner, delivered by the wonderful wonderful folks here at Eisen's Family Pizza. Our show is also brought to you in part by Gehring's Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, along with Georgia's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. I am Bryce Kendrick, and we have another boys' basketball-themed show tonight. Back with us once again is Oldenburg's Gary Mormon, 14th year Boss of the windy ones, the Twisters of Oa, Coach. Welcome back to the show. Well, how you doing, Bryce? You know, five was glad a, to be here. If I was any better? I'd be twins, and gosh, help us all, favor that. Boy, goodness, that's, that would be something. That's another story for another day. Season unfortunately is wrapped up for the Oldenburg Academy Twisters, Coach. Uh, your team closes out the year at six and sixteen, and uh, we you had uh, two games up there at Southwestern Shelby, so you didn't come away empty-handed, as they say. Uh, on uh, night number one on wednesday night you get a nice win over the host school southwestern shelby and really everything kind of rolled
3: your way that night oh uh, we played fantastic i'll tell you the first quarter actually the whole first half was probably the best half we played all year it just really really were clicking and uh played extremely well on both ends of the floor um, held southwestern to eight points at the half mm-hmm. and uh, shot extremely well just shared the basketball and uh we we're, it was a thing of beauty to watch it was Really, really, really well played first half. And the second half, we kind of held on. We uh, ended up only winning by 10. But uh, they really had a young guy who get really, really <laughs> hot, scored 25 in the second half. But, you know, sometimes when the pressure's off, you know, they're way behind and, and he's a really good player, uh, you kind of get freed up. Right. he's kind of nothing to lose. And he got kind of loose and, uh, uh, anyway, but we were able to hold on and win that game.
2: Well, take us back to the first half because uh, you played against uh, Coach Brady Days and his club. Not an easy team uh, to defend, and you you hold them to eight points in the first half. Uh, what what was the key defensively in the first half? You think?
3: Well, they missed a couple uh, easy shots that I thought uh, kind of reminded me of us in the second game. Yeah, right? we'll, we'll talk about that. Unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know we we did have a pretty good plan for them. We knew who could hurt us, and we were able to contain. Hartzell, their kid who ended up with thirty, we right. held him to uh, held him scoreless in the first quarter and five for the first half. Uh, they also have another kid named Jones. They only had three kids score all night, mm-hmm. so uh, we really kind of played a couple guys uh, what we call is playing them like stiffs. Right. So they weren't going to we weren't going to guard them uh, particularly hard. Uh, actually, we we just let them. Wide open, right? Um, and kind of dared them to shoot, and they never would. And so we were able to really focus on the three guys that we thought could hurt us, and um, so it worked out for us.
2: Yeah, you mentioned Hartzell finished with thirty. Uh, Jordan Jones was the other guy that you mentioned. He finished the game with twelve and had uh, three, or excuse me, four three point baskets in that contest. Um, but uh, you you look into that second half, and Phillips uh, uh, had scored seven more points for you in the third. And Frank had uh, Frank Mormon had six in the in the final quarter. Uh, the fourth it wasn't a close game but uh certainly if it was your team did its job at the free throw line make it nine of ten
3: that's right we were 14 of 18 from the line on the night and uh, did a really good job putting it away when they had to kind of take a lot of chances and um you know you we see a lot of basketball games like that that uh can either tighten up if you can't finish them off at the free-throw line or or you can hold on and win comfortably, and we were able to do that. What was the thing you were most happy with with that game against Southwestern Shelby? Oh, just the way we shared the ball and our patience, and, and really that was the thing, uh, talking to the other coaches, uh, especially after that game, but leading into it, uh, the common question uh, that all of us had, the six of us other than Jackson Dell was can any of us beat Jackson Dell? Mm-hmm. And uh, Brady originally told me his answer was no, we cannot, none of us can. Uh, And then he told me the same thing that I had heard from a couple other coaches, and that was if someone can, it's you guys because Mm -hmm. of your style, that we play kind of a very composed kind of can be somewhat close to the vest, uh, Mm -hmm. try to control control the tempo type of team. Right. uh, And that may make them uncomfortable. And I think if you saw – the Rising Sun game on Tuesday, which was a heck of a game. Yeah. Jackson Dell had some uh, some trouble, and I'm sure uh, Coach Bowman will touch on that. Yeah. Uh, um, but they controlled the tempo, spread right. them out, and and so that was certainly going to be our our plan had we gotten the opportunity to try that plan. But uh, yeah. obviously, Hauser had other other ideas, and their plan worked out well. There there are
2: certain teams out there that certainly know how to control tempo and and dictate that sort of thing. I've Gary up at Connorsville is, is certainly one that comes to mind right there, Coach Gary Brown. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, that's certainly certainly a big part of it. Okay, let's jump from Wednesday and let's go to Friday. And by the way, we're speaking with uh, Gary Mormon, head coach of the Oldenburg Academy Twisters. And uh, Coach says, as good as it was on Wednesday night, Friday night, uh, simply said, your boys just couldn't put it in the ocean.
3: No, we could uh, it uh, Some of my Ben Davis buddies sent me a text uh, before the um game on Wednesday and said hope the goal looks as big as a hula hoop and I said I assume you mean just for us right and they replied yeah that's true Uh, then on uh, Friday I'll tell you the goal looked like a thimble oh my goodness we could not we shot 21 percent from the field we only had nine turnovers but uh, just absolutely could not make a shot and uh, as tough as it was for Southwestern to score in the first half um, on Wednesday, it was equally difficult for us to score. We we matched their total of eight. Yeah, and uh, but and it,
2: there was a combination there, Coach. I mean, Hauser Hauser did a good job defensively, but sure. you had a lot of open looks, and it just like I, I'm watching the guy shoot, and they looked so tight. I mean, it was just the release wasn't fluid. They just felt, you know, and to use a word you used earlier,
3: stiff. They looked they looked really stiff shooting the ball. Well, you know, it's uh, it compounds when when uh, you make a few shots, things get easier, right. and, and it gets kind of contagious. Conversely, the other side is equally true. Yeah, uh, when you miss some, and which was southwestern on Wednesday, and it was us on Friday, where mm-hmm. we missed a few early, and it just started to uh, grow and grow and grow, and it, it and uh, eventually just kind of ate us up, where we just could not get out of our own heads, and uh, that was just the night that we had. But you know, our our, our guys were utterly first class all the way through with everything going against them they were they were really first class uh competitors when it e- even became obvious to them that we weren't going to be able to, to knock off a team that we had beaten just a few weeks earlier right. at hauser right in just a more typical game where both teams kind of shot a, a reasonable shooting percentage and um that wasn't to be on, on Friday.
2: No question. There's there's a player for Hauser that looks like a player for you, and neither one of them look like basketball players, but they are basketball players. Mm-hmm. Abe Streeter for you, and then also Kobe Johnson of uh, of a Hauser. I mean, you look at that guy, and uh, he, he looks like anything but a basketball player. But uh, the kid, not only is he physical
3: inside, he's got a nice touch from the arc. Right. They're both uh, more football-looking yes. guys, and big, strong, uh, powerful guys. And he hit some hit some threes against us early, and he was actually one of them that we had kind of game-planned and said uh, he's going to have to prove it to us. Right, and, um, Unfortunately, he did.
2: He was certainly able to do that, and they shot, they shot pr- pretty well that night as well. Um, as you kind of put a bow on the season, Coach, your team finished 6-16 and on the air. What was... What was the
3: biggest thing that you were most happy with about this group? Oh, the improvement we made. And part of it wasn't so much real improvement as just getting healthy. There were times when we had three starters out. We played, uh, had one game where we started two freshmen. We had uh, those two guys started out on the C team at the beginning of the year, and they're starting varsity eventually about halfway through the year. Uh, We had a game where we had so many injuries and sickness in, in a particular game that by halftime, we And that was playing Rising Sun earlier in the year where we had to play a game where we could not substitute in the second half. We were right. out of quarters. And uh, so there was uh, quite a few hurdles, as it happens to a lot of teams uh, around the year. But when you think about how we played in the last month of the year, when you think about um, some nice victories we had, and then you think about also the last month of the year, we played Triton Central. Uh, they beat us by three, I believe. you got got the scores there. For I do. Three. Uh, 49-46, yes. 49-46. Uh, they go on to win their sectional. Right. Right. Uh, and then we lose to uh, Lawrenceburg, who wins that powerful Connersville sectional. In that game, they end up beating us by five. Oh, I know. Re- 37-32, and that was a Two game. sectional
2: championship teams, right. eight points difference between right. the
3: two. And the Lordsburg game, we have the ball and get a shot with about 30 seconds left, down one with mm-hmm. a chance to take the lead. And miss, and of course you've been to a million Mm -hmm. basketball games. Sometimes a five a a a game that's really a one possession game. Then we have to foul, and you know they end up making four free throws in the in the they they make them. We go down and miss the three to try to tie and have to foul. So they end up winning by five. But that's a that's a one possession game. We make that, and they miss, and now they're forced to foul us. Uh, Maybe we win by five. So. Um, two teams that were we knew were capable of winning their sectional went on to win their sectional, and, their, and congratulations to them. But, you know, that was anybody's game uh, in both of those instances against us. So that uh, says a lot about our guys, that uh, they weren't far off the beam. And that um, was once we got healthy – uh we became a formidable foe. Yeah,
2: sometimes wins and losses do not tell the story both the good and the bad and uh, certainly that was the the case with you guys and it was so good to see you guys have some success down the stretch not only with wins but really being right in it with some very good teams Absolutely. uh to close the season out. Um I want to talk about some some players. You yeah, talk about your seniors, your final year players at OA. Let's talk a little bit about each one of them.
3: Right. Uh well, uh Frank Mormon, which is my son or my brother Dale's son um, he was... Uh, You're going to claim him tonight. I'm claiming him okay. tonight. Okay, sometimes, sometimes you haven't done that. <laughs> <laughs> He's my nephew and a wonderful, uh, great teammate, and he was our stopper. He is our best defensive player mm-hmm. this year and uh, really had to step up and take a difficult role. We, we had no returning guards. We had to turn a couple forwards into guards, and he was one of those, but did a terrific job, great attitude every night, and defended so extremely well. Uh, one of our forwards and really the only guy with lots of uh minutes returning um, from from the previous year's team Nick Fallop was a forward mm-hmm. for us a uh, very versatile guy could could store, uh, score the ball for us could defend and and was a guy who uh was a uh, when when things got going well for us a lot of it was uh due to the fact that he became very aggressive for mm-hmm. us looking for a shot and Played really, really well the last six weeks of the of the year. Right. and was a good was a starter on uh, uh, on the team as a junior, and was our sixth man on the sectional championship team as a sophomore. Uh, then we have uh, Nathan Schumann, who's a guy who uh, I'll tell you if if uh, Mickey Mantle was asked one time, the great Mickey Mantle, he was asked what would he want to have put on his tombstone or on his plaque out there in the Yankee. Um, out there in center field, uh-huh. you know. And uh, he said, oh, that's simple, a great teammate. Mm-hmm. And Nathan Schumann was that. Not only was he a great teammate, he was an outstanding player for us in terms of what he contributed on the floor, but mm-hmm. the consummate teammate, just a utterly good person, you know. And, a, and every every teammate, every kid in school would say, gosh, this, this guy is just, like, good to the core. Right? Yeah, he's a very, very good guy, and, and, and he had a really good year for us this year. Um, CJ Grody was our leading scorer right. this year, and uh, he was the guy that really uh, was so important for us to get him going every night. And when we were able to compete, it was mainly because he was able to. We were able to get him shots. It, it, an outstanding shooter, really good offensive player. Um, I'll tell you, was a guy also that his growth as a as a teammate and a person was extraordinary over the course of the year. Kept getting better every week. And uh, he was just a, a really outstanding player for us this year. And then Abe Streeter was our other senior. He was also a guy that played a lot the year before. Mm-hmm. He hurt his shoulder, was out for the first half of the year. We didn't know if he was going to be able to play at all. Right. And was able to play the second half of the year. And, and when he got healthy, everything really improved for us. He was a guy who, uh, his nickname's the Graceful Grizzly. You talked about <laughs> his size, big yeah, offensive lineman, built guy, right, and uh, I wish I knew that earlier in the year. I would have dropped that in on a couple couple broadcasts. Yeah, the Graceful Grizzly. And he uh, was certainly that. He he moved uh, very, very well for a man of his size and a very coordinated guy. Another guy who just um, utterly charming to be around. And uh, all of our seniors are that way. Really funny guys. Just uh, an enormously uh, charming group of people to be around. And uh, they'll be sorely missed. Yes, they will. Well, as this team uh, looks into next year, who are
2: the Twisters going to be, not counting kids that may be coming up, but uh, the kids that are on the squad as of right now, who, who's really going to be uh, at the forefront of this Oldenburg team next year?
3: Well, I'll tell you, they will. the, the Twisters are going to be extremely young next year, uh, but I'll tell you, they are going to be good. O.A., we got uh, guys coming back. Caleb Grivey is a guy who started a game as a freshman. Uh, had a nice game against Hauser, and he's a he's a guy who's got a really bright future. Jacob Cornelius mm-hmm. was our sixth man this year as a sophomore, uh, tall, thin, uh, kind of forward slash guard uh, player, and he has a really really bright future. Uh, Jacob Stanger as a freshman started probably seven, eight, nine games. You know, so uh, very versatile, jumps extremely well. Uh, he, he has really got a very bright future another freshman isaiah wagner we had lots of freshmen that were on our mm-hmm. sectional roster yep. and uh all quitted themselves very well at different times during the year isaiah is going to be a guy that i think will be a really solid forward in the future uh for for the the twisters uh jacob hoff uh all the hoff boys we've had the whole family of them and and he has a younger brother uh, zach that plays as well the hoffs uh work at oa and they have a, a christmas tree farm too These guys are like, it's a running joke at OA. If you want a job done, give one of the Hoff boys the job, (laughs) and then you can just check it off the to-do list. It'll be done, Uh and they'll likely do it better than you could do it yourself. So he's just a (laughs) top-notch person, really, really good guy. Uh, Matt Hesselbrock is a a tall forward who's coming back as a a sophomore. Uh, He's a sophomore this year. He'll be coming back next year. And then finally, Angus uh, Lonergan also to round out our Uh, sectional roster of this year's just a sophomore as well so a lot of youth and guys that are going to be good players in the future
2: that's fantastic well coach we have spent uh about 15 minutes talking about your team and the focus has been on the team as it should um but i'm going to spend the final minute talking a little bit about you uh, oh, okay. The announcement—the announcement has been made that uh, that uh, you will not be coaching Oldenburg anymore. And I know you shared that information with your players earlier today. Uh, you've said a lot of kind things about me over the years, and I really, really appreciate it. And I just wanted to take a moment to, to give some of that back to you. Um, you've been an absolute joy to work with. Uh, I have been with you for twelve of the fourteen years that you have coached, uh, going back to my days with my other business, and now picking it up with uh, WRBI. Um, you've always been very gracious with your time. You've been uh, very professional with me, and and uh, also shared a lot of laughs with you, and that is going to be very, very much missed. Uh, I hope I do know that this is not the last time that you and I are going to have a chance to talk. It will be in this capacity, but I certainly hope we get a chance to catch up in, in the gym. And I just want to say thank
3: you. Oh, I appreciate it. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'll tell you that you could never ever find a better place to work. Uh, than OA. It's just fantastic. Working with you all, all these years have been an absolute joy. I, I do have to say some thank yous. Uh, uh, coach Jerry Prickle has been with me 10 of the 14 yep. years. We enjoyed a lot of success over those years. He's a, a wonderful coach and a better friend. Dan Kirker, longtime girls right. coach, was our JV coach this year, uh, stepping in for Tim Maple, who was with me for many, many years mm-hmm. as, the, as the JV coach. And we needed a JV coach, Dan uh, Jumped in right away uh, and did a fantastic job. And then Patrick Colts is the AD and also uh, coached our freshman team. Mm -hmm. So thank you to all those guys the administration, the fans, all the players. Uh, Joe Colts and Randy Streeter were our announcers. Doug Bellman and Chris, Doug Bellmer, the baseball coach, Mm -hmm. and Chris Loggle were uh, our uh, scorekeepers. And then our president, Diane Lackey, Angie Parmer, our our, uh, principal. And uh, and Mike Newton was with me all those years as the scorekeeper uh, in the book. Uh, I am so appreciative to all of those people, and uh, nobody—they—they they won't have a bigger fan than me uh, going forward. It was an incredible blessing. Tim Boyle's not here anymore; he right. coaches at Chittard. Right. Um, if he's listening, I thank him because he is the AD along with uh, President. Uh, Therese Gilman. Uh, mm-hmm. They hired me years and years ago, gave me a chance to come back home, and it has been a labor of love and an utter joy. Uh, and uh, I, I just, there's no way I could ever put it in words how appreciative I am to all the fans and everything to do with OA basketball and the school itself, and to you and w, WRBI. It's been a, a pleasure. A pleasure indeed, Coach.
2: Class act all the way. Thank you so much. Thank you. Gary Mormon, head coach of the Oldenburg Academy Twisters. And uh, when we come back, we'll be speaking with Batesville head coach Aaron Garrett. You're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9
0: WRBI.
4: Oh my. That's a big pretzel. I've
0: heard that a lot lately. C. Slicen from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious Pollock Fish shogi will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville. Hurt and Elko, your local Linux dealer, is turning 50. Hi, this is Scott Lamping. Hurt and Elko is a team-oriented company. I want to thank our entire team, past and present, for making Hurt and Elko the leading provider of electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling in southeastern Indiana. And to all of our customers from the last century, on behalf of all of us here at Hurt and Elko... We appreciate the faith you put in us and we'll never take it for granted. Hurt and Elko, your local Lennox dealer, celebrating 50 years of excellence.
1: We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them.
5: This is Ty Fleetwood Sales Manager at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick located at 950 North Michigan, Greensburg, Indiana. I want to invite you to visit us at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We have Greensburg's only drive-in service lane and home of the free old changes for life with the purchase of a new vehicle. Stop in and give us an opportunity to earn your business. Thank you for shopping at Fleetwood
1: Chevrolet Viewing. We don't sell you cars; we help you buy them. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues. I want to thank all of our guests, thank all of our sponsors, thank guys for allowing us to be here. Thank all of you for listening in from one hundred three point nine WRVI. Thanks to Oldenburg's
2: Gary Mormon who joined me in the last segment. I. I don't know, I, I know it's not going to be the last time that we talk to him, but certainly probably the last time that we talk to him on this show, but uh, he has been a wonderful 14-year head coach out at Oldenburg and a good friend and a great guy and uh, going to really miss working with him and, and uh, there's a guy sitting in front of me right now that's no slouch himself, and that is uh, Coach Aaron Garrett, whether it's basketball, real estate, or shaming all of us into trying to be a little bit better as far as physical fitness is concerned. It's great to have him back with us on Coach's Corner, and, and Coach, before we get into a uh, d- uh, discussion about uh, your team and the year that you had, and we're going to talk about your seniors and stuff as well. Just a, a, a thought on the man that just sat in that chair right before he had Coach Gary Moore
6: Yeah, 100%. He has been we, we've shared this same path for 14 years, and he's become a, a good friend, a mm-hmm. confidant. He is he is, it's just fun to have somebody back who is a, is a part of also baseball basketball. Mm-hmm. and was a very very successful player, part of successful teams.
4: Oh my! <laughs> That's a big pretzel.
6: I've heard that a lot lately. See slicing from Ison's Family
0: Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious Pollock Fish will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville. delivery before now and always george's pharmacy and medical equipment
1: you are tuned to coach's corner we want to thank uh cecil and his crew here at eisen's pizza for allowing us to be here we want to thank all of our sponsors who make this all possible go out and support them because not only do they make things like this possible they keep your communities going and that's very very important 103.9 wrvi
2: again, John Heil, and our apologies for the uh, brief disconnection there. We were uh, just getting started, and we were talking about uh, uh, Coach Gary Mormon out at Oldenburg and uh, coaching his final season there with the Twisters. I'm joined now by uh, Batesville head coach Aaron Garrett. and Coach, we were just getting ready to start and talk about the sectional. And really, the uh, the way that that game played out as far as the first half was concerned, probably uh, to your liking, I would think, it was uh, a low-scoring affair, 10-7 at the half. And, uh, you know, you want to keep it tight, keep it close, and put yourself in a position in the second half, and for at least the first half, you got what you wanted.
6: It's pretty incredible to me as you watch that sectional play out in general, just how uh, all the games are very, very similar. Yeah. In terms of, and it's not, it's... Our defense was really good, and the kids played really hard. Yes, but Franklin County's trying to score. We were trying to score, so it's nobody going four corners corner, the basketball, but then it's ten to seven, and then uh, all the way through, um, we were we held Franklin County to thirty three points, and eight of those were late with free throws. Right, and then so it's just it's just a matter of and having been through the different battles. Once you get, if you get past sectional week. Regional week, as crazy as this sounds, becomes so much easier, especially in our case, because our sectional is all conference. Right. And it is extremely hard. And I thought you saw that play out throughout the mm-hmm. sectional in terms of the <coughs> excuse me in terms of the scoring and low scoring because the kids know each other so well. Right. The coaching staffs know each other so well. You've got good coaches involved. So yeah, I, I was really really pleased in watching back the film. You were just not going to win very many games, shooting twenty seven percent. mm and we had some good looks, we had some open looks, and it just didn't go down for us because what could have been very damaging is if we would have gotten a lead at any point, and then that defense is in place, right, right where there's a bit more pressure on Franklin County. And we kept it. We kept it close, and as it usually does in, in tournament basketball. It came down to a few possessions here or there. And some numbers, Bryce, as we held them to zero threes, we held them to 33 points. They were averaging 57. Mm-hmm. We held their second best player to two points, or third score to three points. Now, just so happened they had Chet Cox, mm-hmm. right? He really, as he did throughout the sectional, really carried the load for them.
2: Didn't have a monster night, but certainly had a good enough night.
6: Yeah, scored over half their points, and he's just a different type of athlete. And, that, and I thought they were the best team in our sectional field from a, just an athletic standpoint, and you couple that with some skill that they had. Mm-hmm. And as you saw the tournament play out, it was it was a meat grinder. Yeah. Um, and we experienced that right wet right away there on the Wednesday night. But super proud of my guys because by no means it's just like all year did we ever quit? Yeah, we just didn't quite have the the ball go in the basket as much as we needed to to, to really cause some pressure on Franklin County, and they were able to, to knock us off. Yeah, the sectional was really uh, the entire sectional was really a microcosm
2: of the EIAC season. I mean, just uh, 18, well, seven of the eight teams out of that sectional just you know beating each other up, and that's exactly what played out of Connersville.
6: Well, and. I did not go Tuesday. I went, obviously, it was there Wednesday. The first game, you've got a Connersville team that looked like things were in hand, and all of a sudden Greensboro comes storming back, right? Our game is back and forth, and Franklin County knocks us off. I did, I don't know if I'm a glutton for punishment, but I did take my whole family with me back Friday <laughs> um, just because I know it would be good basketball. Sure. Right? And we were definitely rewarded with two good games. And then that night, you had South Dimmer who looked like they were in command, and then it goes to overtime, and Lawrence right. pulls it off. Right. Um, and then. You've got Franklin County really being physical and, and, and really browbeating a Greensburg team, which mm-hmm. is which is again their their defense um, really really did a nice job on Comer. But then Greensburg started to come back, and then Franklin County answered and right. won by sixteen. And then and what did start out at fifteen zero? I think on Saturday. Yeah, nine nothing first quarter, fifteen yeah. nothing early second. And it's just it's just EIEC basketball. Right. And in Lawrenceburg, it's not like they backed into anything. Right, right. You, they've got. They've got D1 talent in terms of the, the make of their kids, the athleticism of their kids, they're well-coached. Um, Yoon, who I thought would be a factor, and it would have to be a factor, definitely hit that late three. Mm-hmm. And I just think I think he's a really accomplished guard, and I think he showed some more aggressiveness. And you look back, Connorsville and Greensboro were the ones that were ranked 9 and 10, right? And Lawrenceburg, I think, could make a deep tournament run. I know Connersville's built to Greensboro with their scoring, Frank County with having the best year they've ever had. So it, it's... It was it was fun as a fan there Friday as a coach trying to compete in that thing. It's it's hard, but once you get out of that thing, literally in a blink of an eye, you can make a deep run. Yeah, there were uh, there were six teams up there that that
2: really could have taken home the trophy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lawrenceburg had a little bit of a benefit because they were on the other side of the bracket. They didn't have the Connorsvilles. They didn't have the Greensburgs. You know, they beat each other up. Franklin Kidley gets in there, and they get in the mix, and they beat people up, and then at the very end, it's Lawrenceburg at the end. So. Um, sometimes, well, in addition to being good, sometimes you have to be a little bit lucky, too. And
6: you, When you get both, it's golden. And don't forget about and not only luck, but the people making the calls are a huge factor, too. Yeah. What kind of a fishing crew are you going to get? How close are they going to call it? How, how much are they going to let you play? And you better adjust quickly, because if you don't adjust, that actually absolutely plays a part. Coaches, you
2: close out the season at, at 10 and 13 this year, certainly much more success in the second half than the first half. And as we've talked before, I think a lot of that can be attributed to the health of your
6: team. It, it'll be the what-if season. I, it would have been interesting to see if we were healthy all season. We came off a summer where we were pretty much in sync, really hit the county tourney playing well and healthy, and then we have a guy go down again to get Thomas back, and then Sam Johnson, a shooter for us, he twists his ankles down some games. So it's just right. one of those seasons. I think I heard Coach Wright from Villanova talking about it on another radio show where they've not had all their players for even two consecutive practices. We had a little bit more than that, but not much more than that. That all plays a part because you're always rebooting, right? Re-teaching, re-coaching as, as guys come back into the mix. And without a doubt, with Cole Werner missing that first month of the season, that was really critical in terms of being our floor general at that point mm-hmm. guard position. Right. But, Bryce, nobody's going to feel sorry for us. We don't. Unfortunately, I've got experience with injuries. You don't make excuses. You just keep working hard. Other guys get opportunities. Right. I had some other kids take advantage of those opportunities, but as a group, as a whole, so, so proud of the guys, because there was never an ounce of quit in the Bulldogs, and you saw that all the way through Wednesday night. No question.
2: Um, you got
6: some players
2: that suited up for the final time. Yeah. Talk
6: a little bit about those
2: seniors. It's always tough to say, so long to them.
6: Seven seniors, six that played, and and I'll start with our manager, Braden Foster. He's been with us for three years, and has really grown up a lot. I had him as an eighth grader, and he doesn't get the roar of the crowd, or to be called out as a starter, or to score any baskets. He does all the -the behind-the-scenes work, so just very, very proud of him, and it's... Hard to, It's hard to find people willing to give up their time, especially right. if there's no glory to go with it, if you will. So Braden is, and is, he really became a part of the team. He cared about it. He was engaged. And then Cason Hughes, that kid grew up a lot. Really this year was his only year of getting varsity basketball experience. He became one of our anchors inside an athlete for us, and a kid that would just play hard. You knew if Cason was in, he was going to compete. He was going to get tough rebounds. He was going to play tough defense, and he really got to the point where he could make, he could be a guy we could go to in the post, whether it be a post up or around that 10 to 15 feet area, making a, a tough pull-up jumper there from the mid-range. Zach Wade, um, a kid who really anchored our JV team last year, came in this year as he's just had a tremendous journey physically with his physical body, um, mentally as he's as he's really adapted to different roles. And this year, nobody ever plays as much as they want to. Right, right. And, and for a high school-age kid, um, that would – I think that would fit Zach this year, but never did that take away from his leadership they provided for us, and just being a, a strong body that was good for us in practice. And then when he did get his minutes and games, he maximized those. And a kid, just his smile, just comes to mind. Right? Just a just a nice kid to be around. That's going to do well, and I look forward to his baseball season in the spring on a talented team. Cody Moore, um, he's the kid I remember Bryce coming off the pandemic. And we didn't see the kids for a couple months. Didn't you get to see him. Right. All of a sudden, he walks in that summer in July, and we're able to have some workouts, and it's, it seems like he's grown a foot. But then he also was still a really good shooter, got strong. Now, I remember Cody, I mean, just because he, he, he just played hard, mm-hmm. and that led him to some good things. And, and like I said, really, really good shooter for us. And just a happy-go-lucky kid. Right. I mean, you could, things would be going wrong. You could browbeat that kid, and, and he's he's going to, I told him, better never play poker, right, because <laughs> you'll be out there. <laughs> You'll be able to tell his hand really quickly. He's just a he's just a nice, Ooh, nice kid. just a nice kid. And that kind of that goes over this entire group because yeah. Eli Pearson, um, Eli's Eli's personal story is inspiring in terms of, of what he did to be able to play high school basketball and just a great phenomenal athlete. But but a kindest the kindest heart you'll find. And he's gonna he'll finish off his high school career with a track season. I think that'll be phenomenal. Coming off a really good soccer season. And Eli was one of the three captains for us. So kind of an uncomfortable position to where Mm -hmm. he led. He's never going to be a very vocal leader, but he definitely led in his own way. And I I hope he learned some skills in that regard, too, in terms of that will lead him successfully down the road. Then the two guys that have played the most for me with Cole Warner and Thomas Raver, they were Mm -hmm. both part of that sectional team when they were freshmen. They have played three years for me in terms of of more important roles. And obviously this year has two more captains for me. And they both anchored us, right? Thomas mm-hmm. was was arguably our best scorer, best rebounder. Cole just led the whole thing, and and both led in their different ways. And, and Cole, from that point guard position, really had to shoulder a lot. And just so proud of those two in terms of how they grew in different ways. So they were challenged mightily, mm-hmm. not only for me as individuals, but in their leadership, but also when when they were without each other. Right, right? you really you really get a more of appreciation for. A player, your teammate, when they're not they're they're not with you. And those two high caliber guys, I think, definitely came to appreciate each other more as they had to play without each other. And they right. both they both did such a great job trying to hold us together when the other one was out. So these seniors, as a whole, uh, I'll say it honestly: I enjoyed every single practice this year. In some years, I haven't right. quite frankly. And I've had better years than this year, right, in terms of what our team has done on the floor. But right. this group, led by our seniors, you would never know our record from how our practices look or what the effort they gave, because they just always did the best they could, right? And I'll remember this group for a lot of things, and I look forward to celebrating them at our banquet here in a, in a couple weeks. That's a lot of sneakers to
2: uh, fill for next year, both in volume and in quality, and uh, we'll see what the what next year's team does. But, Coach, before we let you go, I know there's there's so many people that, that help with the basketball program to make it successful, and I want to give you an opportunity to say thank you to a few people.
6: Yeah, and I'll both through these quickly. Um, that doesn't mean they... They aren't important. But as far as my assistant coaches, I've got, I think, one of the best staffs in the state. And we've got some, they've been with me now for, gosh, I think a couple of them now for seven years, eight years. Mm-hmm. And Jay Gerkin, Blaine Gellert, Andy Allen, Scott Henderson, Cooper Williams at the different levels. Andy Allen's our high school building principal, for goodness sakes. And yet still gives the time and truly gives the time. He doesn't show up half the time or three-fourths time. He's there all the time in terms of helping the program. Then Jay Gerkin and Blaine Gellert are just program guys, mm-hmm. right? They do so much that again is not seen. They give it themselves, and and for all these guys, they just they just do it for the kids, right? They they're, they get paid, but they're not making much money, right? And I would hate to, I would be embarrassed to go to an hourly rate on it and what that <laughs> comes out to. But they just do it because they care. They care about Batesville High School, but more importantly, they care about the guys and growing young young guys into young men. And Bryce, obviously. I take a lot of their time, which means their families are giving up that time with them. Sure. And we've got some coaches with some young kids. That's not easy. Right. Because basketball season, it's the longest season of all the sports that are in high school. And then you're asking all that time away because it's not only time in practice, a lot more time is spent on film, scouting, youth league, dirt road, all those different Mm -hmm. things that go into a program. So just thankful to them and their families. My own family, Lincoln, Weston, and Eleanor. My wife, Jenny, my in-laws who helped pick up a lot of the slack for me. Couldn't do without them. Um, I'm thankful I've got a wife that loves the game. She, somebody asked her early on in the season about Eleanor because Eleanor, on game one of middle school, was asking, "How many more of these games do we have to do?" So we actually tracked it going to the sectional on Friday night. Eleanor's been to 106 different basketball games. Oh, wow, 106. <laughs> so it's it's you can't do without them, Because right. if there's if this this job's stressful, maybe you don't have that support system at home, and I know Coach Ray always used to talk about. You do. You talk to things with your wife. So Sally was always his sounding board. So I don't try to take much home in terms of the frustration, but when I do or need to vent, Jenny is, is awesome being there. Um, Bryce, I've got I've got awesome parents in my program. Not that they always agree with my decisions I make, right? But man, oh, man, do I have awesome parents that, that are supportive, and they raise great kids, and they trust our coaching staff to enhance what they've done with those kids as they've raised them, and, and they allow us to coach them hard. Quite frankly, being good's hard, and we have great expectations. We have great time commitment expectations, and our players this year really did a great job, and that's led by their parents. And then I'll just the the former players, coaches. As I as I coach longer, young guys like Coach Bowman here behind me, it's just it's just fun to be in a position where you just you've just made more and more relationships. Mm -hmm. So just I'm, I'm appreciative of those different relationships. That was part of the fun of of going Friday to the game is. I've seen some different coaches that were also there, you know, talk to them. But in general, Paul Ketchum, Brian Helvey, our administration at the high school for for how we always do things or are expected to do things. Randy Records, I always call him Coach Records just the for doing the book and always checking in with me. He's always been one to take great tr- care of me. Speaking of great care, Amber, our trainer, it's quite a luxury. I remember back in the day when I was trying to tape ankles, right, we didn't have <laughs> trainers. So it's so comforting when somebody has something to be able to send to the trainer. Our student section is awesome, and those kids that really really help our home environment be better, the band, the mm-hmm. cheerleaders, the dance team, all those parts that go into making a great basketball night experience at Batesville High School. And then WRBI, for always for allowing us to talk about Batesville High School, covering games, covering the area. It's special. Not very many places at all. And a lot of bigger schools don't have weekly radio shows that highlight our kids. And before I wish these guys good luck, um, it was quite a season. And I've always said that I won't, they won't put my win-loss right on my tombstone, but what is important to me is that dash, mm-hmm. right? As, as we have our tombstone, our life, our life range will be on there, and that dash is important. So even though the wins and losses didn't go like I would hope they would have this year, there's a lot in that dash in between those wins and losses, mm-hmm. so just the journey, the experiences, the relationships, so many young guys growing up so much and, and being able to be so proud of them. So as, as I've gotten longer into this game, yeah, the the winds are nowhere near as, as high as the lows are low, mm-hmm. right? The, lows, the losses are low, um, but when that quickly starts to wash away and you start to think about the kids, that dash, the reason you do it, it's a lot of fun. So I know we, we lost an important person this year in terms of Coach Raver, but yes. I think he'd be proud of how things went and, and just so blessed to be a part of it all, yeah. right? Because when things like that happen, you take inventory and you get back to that dash and what's important, I'm always humbled to be the Batesville basketball coach. It's, it's come with a lot of enjoyment, as I see, again, former players have their kids, their families do well in their lives. So it's a lot of fun. I'm going to close with this. I want to wish Lawrenceburg the best of luck. I think they'll represent our conference well. It's a, it's a regional that will be tough. Sullivan especially is playing well, but definitely definitely with what Lawrenceburg has together. And I'll say this for Jackson Dell too. That, that regional, it's wide open. And like you said, with a little bit of luck. I remember going from maybe being beat by Lawrenceburg in a sectional final to the state finals within two weeks. That's when the regional was a Wednesday night, which is crazy. (laughs) But I want to wish Coach Bowman luck, a Batesville basketball alum. He's done a great job at at, at Jacksonville. And just the kids he has with him. I think a lot of his seniors, it's wasn't much fun playing them. But as you (laughs) see them, and I was tuned into these guys on Saturday night. I stayed home Saturday to watch several different games at once. But I just love the way they play um, in terms of how hard they play, and then it's, 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 it's small-town high school basketball when you see the, just the different pictures and the celebrations, the gym celebrations. And I'll encourage these guys, make sure you believe. You can be at the state finals in no time. And, man, you think sectional celebrations are fun. Wait till you get to that regional level, semi-state level, because the whole community just galvanizes and comes together. And it's memories for a lifetime. And as I counseled some guys that, that were on the short end of things this weekend, anything worth getting is hard. Yeah. Right. Don't ever take don't ever take wins for granted. I don't care how they come to you. Definitely don't take championships for granted, because anything worth having is extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. So kudos to the sectional champions in our area, because it's something they'll never ever forget, because it was extremely hard to get to, and just wish them all the best of luck. Hope their communities have a great week celebrating it, a lot of fun, because there's nothing else like it. Nothing else like it. Well
2: as I as I mentioned to coach Mormon uh, I've been around you for 12 of your 14 years and it's been a pleasure to uh, to be working with you uh, always enjoy the interview uh, whether it's here or on the basketball court and we've had a, we've had a good
6: time doing it and I look forward to doing it again next year. Thank you so much coach, truly really appreciate it. Bryson you did a great job stepping into this this year in terms of all facets. So much much appreciate it. Have fun talking to these guys and I'll be I'll be tuning in. All right, thank you coach. Coach Aaron Garrett of the uh,
2: Batesville Bulldogs, and when we come back, the entire town of Osgood will be with us, so stick with us. You're listening to Country
0: 103.9 WRBI.
4: Oh, my. That's a big pretzel. I've
0: heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious Pollock Fish Shogi will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville.
4: Here for you. At george's we have respiratory therapists on staff that can help you rest easy. Our services include CPAP and BIPAP, the latest in oxygen technology, nebulizers, and more. Our professional staff will answer all of your questions and make you or your loved one feel at ease with whatever challenges you're faced with. Ask for us. Let our family take care of yours.
1: Back to more Coaches Corner, delivered by Isen's Family Pizza. Get out and uh, support the teams in your area. They all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there. On 103.9 WRBI.
2: And we're back once again. We are halfway through tonight's show, Coach's Corner, on Country 103.9 WRBI. Big thanks to uh, Coach Aaron Garrett, who was with us in the last segment. And as uh, we move into the second half of the show right now, uh, we'd like to thank a couple of our sponsors, Garings Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, along with George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, and, of course, our hosts here at Ison's Family Pizza. Uh, I am Bryce Kendrick, and now we are bringing on uh, the Jacksonville Eagles, coached by Clint Bowman. He's got a, a few special guys with him, Justin Sweeney, Caleb Simon, and Wyatt Day. Uh, those uh, four are going to talk a little Class 1A Sectional 60 Championship Basketball, and uh, all I can say is I hope I got this technology right, because I was playing this out about 4 o'clock this afternoon and said, how could we get all five of us on at the same time? And I think I got it, so... uh keep your fingers crossed that this thing works the way it's supposed to but guys uh
7: first of all congratulations for crying out loud thank you bryce it was uh it wasn't easy but we we got her done so uh it's great to be here
2: well let's uh let's go back and let's uh let's kind of recap the sectional and we'll go back and talk to your first game on uh on uh, tuesday night the only game that was played you took on rising sun and uh coaches we talked earlier uh the shiners kind of gave you guys fits
7: yeah we knew they were going to try to hold the ball on us and uh you know sl- really slow the game down and. And they, uh, you know, the the, beginning of the first quarter they were pretty successful doing that, and we were all out of sorts, and um, yeah, it was not easy. We had a good second quarter, when it was able to get out to a lead, but they came right back, and uh, you know, we had to make some big plays there uh, to get the lead back and, and close it out with with a bunch of free throws. So definitely a struggle. That was uh, uh, that fourteen point margin was not indicative of uh, how uh, challenging of a game it was to win. So uh, just thankful to pull that one out. And uh, I'll, let's start. To, we're going to mix the the player
2: conversation here. We'll start, Justin. We'll start with you. As uh, as you as you took on Rising Sun for was it the third time this see you played them second time second, second time player. you played them. Um, you know it's it's a game that you're going in. and You guys are thinking okay, and and you know I was in your shoes. And once you're thinking okay, we got this, we got this. But then you find yourself in a dogfight with a team that you thought you might be able to put away. What were you guys talking about as as players uh, trying to get everything right together and and to, to pull out that win?
8: Well, we were just kind of focusing on making plays that we needed to and we needed to make them and kind of focused on trying to stop them from scoring and getting some key stops and key buckets and
2: just trying to make plays and win the game yep and uh caleb simon in the, in the second half of that ball game against rising Sun, what did you think was the key to that game
9: uh defense was definitely the key our offense wasn't terrible. We took a couple of bad shots, but everybody does. So, defense was definitely
2: key. And uh, Wyatt uh, Day, when uh, when that game was over, with was there a little sense of relief He said, "Okay, we because some, because sometimes they say when you go in as a secret sectional favorite, and you guys are really kind of the kind of the prohibitive favorite for the conference. Sometimes the toughest game to win is the first one." Yeah. We
5: knew it was going to be. We had to fight every game. It's like sectionals. Anybody can come out of them. I always, we always say like sectionals are really hard to get out of. And I thought we did really well. We made some really key stops when we needed them, and made big buckets that pulled away at the end. But when it's a pretty close game with a team that shouldn't be around, it's just we had to pick it up, and we did. And we
7: yeah. The key, the, well. the key play there in the uh, uh, when they tied it, they hit a three to tie it, and we came down the other end, and Kale had a jump stop and an in one, and. I, I thought it was a block. I thought they might call a charge. I, 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 going back and watching, I'm I'm pretty confident it was a block, but I don't know if they maybe should have counted that basket. So <laughs> I think we caught a break there, and uh, that, that got uh, their coach a little fired up and ended up uh, getting us a few extra free throws there. So a yeah. uh, big big play to get us the lead back, and then once once we got it, You know, we've been able to seal some games at the free throw line, and and that—that's basically what happened. Yeah,
2: free throws down the stretch certainly were big, but uh, it was a question where I mean, it was—it was a two point game with about two forty to go. Uh, They had three different possessions where they came down. They had empty possessions, and then they had two other trips down where they where you guys forced turnovers. Um, So you know, sometimes you know, in addition to be a good team in, in tournament play, you have to be a little bit lucky, and you got a bit of both that night.
7: Yeah, we did. We we definitely uh, dodged a bullet. Um, they they were you know we had beat them pretty bad um, just two weeks ago at home. So, right. uh, you know, and like you said, that that first one, having just played them, you know, it's human nature to relax a little bit and think you know that we have this in the bag, and um, that certainly wasn't the case. And just give them a lot of credit for as hard as they played.
2: Well, let's uh, move now to the semifinals. And, uh, you know, uh, Friday night, you looked more like uh, the team that I think Osgood, uh, Jacksonville fans have enjoyed watching throughout much of the season. 74 60 was the final score. Um, and, you know, 16 points, that's, that's a nice, sizable win. And, and uh, you know, it was certainly a game that uh, really never got out of hand, but it's a game that Waldron uh, kind of hung around a little bit. But uh, I thought, in, in seeing that game in person, I thought you guys played pretty solid basketball. Yeah,
7: for that, minutes. that was more of our, our style of game. Um, we were able to get the the lead there early, so that you know kind of prevents teams from trying to slow it down. And and uh, you know when, when we get it out in the open floor, we're we're pretty tough. When we got Wyatt and and Justin and Caleb running the break, and we got some big long guys that like to run and uh, get it up ahead to them. So um, yeah, we, we we really controlled that. I was trying to get get some rest. So um, for some guys there in the fourth quarter, you know I think we had it out to twenty three at one time. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, but you know they have two kids, those two juniors that. Uh, Lucas Mitchell and Bryce Yarling, them they're going to be really good next yes. year. We we can't guard them this year. I don't know how we're going to guard them next year. So the uh, Mitchell, he had ended up with twenty six, I think, and yeah. um, the the Yarling kid, he's only about five he five. he's had seventeen. Yeah, he's strong, and, and they had they had twenty plus the first time we played him. So um, we just had some other kids there that we didn't we didn't uh, have to focus on quite as much. But you know that shows how good they are. We're we're trying to we we want three guys in the lane there every time they drive, and they're still. You know, putting up uh, you know forty points or so between them. So um, yeah, they're going to be a good team, and I, I think their coach does a really good job. So um, you know, kudos to them. But we were able to kind of win that one a little more comfortably, uh, which was a little less stressful. Right. Okay. Now, which one of you guys was responsible
2: for giving up uh, for having Mitchell give up twenty six points? Who had who had that response? I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, you know, I'm sitting here with with three guys that have been a, a big part of this team. Uh, just looking at some of the offensive numbers, and again, you know, all three of these these guys were major contributors on Friday night. Uh, uh, Day had 20. Simon had 17. Uh, Sweeney had 8. Uh, Reship, who's, who's also been in there, and he's had some big games for you guys this season. He threw in a, a nice 12 points. And, and Wyatt, I think that's the nice thing about this team is that, uh, one, you can have you can go out as a team and have a very balanced scoring night, or there's the capability of, of any one of you guys going off for a big night.
5: Yeah, that's kind of how it is. If somebody needs to step up, Sweeney always steps up big. He's... The, one of the best defensive players I've seen in a long time and you always put him on the number one guy and Caleb, he's always there, rebounding and everything else and the juniors that we have now, they've been playing great, they've been playing really good ball and if we aren't having the best game, they step up and they put up 15 or
2: 10 or 15 or whatever they need to do to win, so that's awesome Caleb, in that matchup against uh, Waldron, what did you feel was the biggest factor for the, for the victory?
9: Uh, definitely our juniors our okay. juniors stepped up big in that one um our defense wasn't terrible, but we had a plan to leave two guys and go double team, triple team, whatever we needed to do. That was kind of tough. You'd lose track of your guy; they'd get a layup. Um, I don't know. Defense was kind of a big thing to this sectional, but also the juniors and
2: other role players and good seniors we have—they stepped up too. So. And. Um Justin as as you look at look at your team and again it's not all about scoring but everybody has certain responsibilities certain roles to play and if if you don't have the role players then you know the guys that are that are typically your leading scorers they can't do the job that they typically do
8: Yeah definitely like if if we don't have shooters in the corner then the they're going to just going to focus on White and Caleb all the time and then it's going to be real hard to score but we got other guys stepping up and that helps Kind of take some of the load off them guys, even though they can do their fair share. Yeah. With the ball, well, so. that's
2: that's been that's been the fun thing uh, to watch about this team this year is that uh, you can't just focus on on two particular individuals. You really have to you have to watch out for everybody, or, or you know somebody's going to come up and bite somebody on the hiney, as they as they say. Let's go to Saturday because that was the uh, most fun of all. You come back Saturday night for that uh, championship matchup with Hauser, uh, a team that uh, you beat quite handily earlier in the season. But uh, coach will start with you, and we talked about this in the postgame show. You knew Hauser wasn't going to come in and just uh, say, oh, you know know let's just hand them the trophy it's it's over before it started jets
7: gave you a good game yeah they played really well you know we played them uh, you know a few weeks ago they, uh, they you know really tried to take these two guys out uh, Wyatt and Caleb and uh, so I was anticipating that again especially after watching them uh against Oldenburg the night before they played a triangle and two the whole game and so you know we don't have a lot of time to prepare uh we actually had a girls uh, middle school tournament at our place that uh Saturday morning so <laughs> We didn't have a gym till uh, right before we left, and um, so we had about a half hour, forty five minutes to kind of talk about what they were going to do and and how we were going to attack it. And so we put in a couple of little sets and, and quick hitters and uh, for that triangle. And then lo and behold, he comes out in the diamond and one and and uh, you know just face guard and Wyatt. And so we were all out of sorts there. But the the first quarter, you know, if 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 you just watch the first quarter back, you would think. Jacksonville went on to win by forty points, twenty to eight at the end of one. I mean, we were getting whatever we wanted. They were having a hard time with our length. It, it reminded me of the first quarter of our game against Covenant Christian, where it, it took them a quarter to adjust to our speed and our length, like it took us to adjust to Covenant Christian the other week. And and uh, you know, we were getting up and down. We were getting whatever shots we wanted. We, they were fouling. You know, they were turning it over. So it did not go like that the rest of the game. Yeah, you know, so the the second quarter, I thought we got pretty stagnant. Um, I watched it back again today and you know we got some good shots we just didn't couldn't put it in the hole we you know missed a couple open threes, you missed a couple layups, a couple go in for them and it kind of snowballed from there and you know took just a one point lead in the halftime. I was uh rather disappointed and and uh and in in, in, uh, in the last two minutes of the quarter so um yeah they they were they're going to be really good too they're were, they're were young he's playing 2 3 freshmen and mm-hmm. um their big guys gave us some trouble. You know, we kept trying to front, and our help side wasn't there. And they're a big, strong kid, so uh, we, we just felt that's the best way for us to guard them is to not let them get it in there, and right. we were not doing that. They were getting it in there at will. So, yeah, um, yeah, it was definitely a tough first half. I, their uh, freshman guards, I didn't think played like freshmen. I thought they, I thought they played,
2: quitted themselves very, very well. So, uh, talk. To, let's talk to, to the players. Okay, you're at halftime. You're in a one-point ball game uh, against a, a team that you're heavily favored by. Uh, Justin, what was the comments? What were the comments in the locker room? Uh, I, I know coach certainly probably had his share on you know what he had to say. What did you guys talk about as players before you came out to play that third quarter?
8: We we're just saying how uh, we need to maybe move a little more on offense and get some stops on defense and just play our game and not let them dictate
2: how we play and uh caleb as as you look at this from a from a player's perspective and and things aren't going quite the way that you want them to it's really easy to kind of let the frustration get the better of you but you guys seem to hold your composure and we're able to come out in the second half and play better basketball
9: yeah the first half it was real rough and then we kind of talked at halftime said what justin said right I guess the good part about our team is nobody tries to force too much, and mm-hmm. we play together real well. So we're just like, let's move the ball.
2: We'll stay on the top end, and we'll get this one out. So well, I, I think you bring up a pretty good point, and, and this to, to what Coach Bowman was talking about with the, with the defense, the different defenses that you've seen, and and I, I know Wyatt that that you know a lot of times that they'll they'll go a diamond one or they'll try to face guard you. Um, that's just something that you can't let get the best of you and as Caleb was just saying you can't force it you know find you know if if they're going to do that to you somebody else has got to be open and step up and and you've seen that with your teammates this year
5: yeah they face guard me but I was like I don't even have to do anything I knew our players were going to step up Caleb Sweeney and our juniors they played really great and the first half we just weren't really putting the ball in the hole like we thought we would have from the three-point line really wasn't going our way and then we came out hot the second half, and from then on, we kind of just kept digging deep, and we pulled off the win.
2: Well, uh, one player that isn't here that certainly uh, was a key to that third quarter was uh, Devin. Uh, Devin had a really big third quarter. Um, you know, Miller on, on Hauser's side was dropping. He dropped in three threes that quarter, but uh, uh, Devin certainly had a, a great third, and and uh, I, I think that really helped you out in the second half.
7: Yeah, we had we needed somebody to step up and hit a shot. You know, we uh, Ryan Wilson, he's kind of our sharpshooter. He had an off couple games there. Uh, you know, just just off just by a little bit, just catching the front of the rim, and and uh, <clears throat> so when somebody had to step up and hit one, and you know Devin hit the one right in front of the bench. I thought he was kind of off balance and didn't have his feet right, and it did nothing but net. And then we swung it around the next time he hit another one, and and uh, then we found him underneath. Wyatt had a little no look pass. He cut in the lane, and and uh, so it hit him on a drive there. So um, you know th- these these three guys are. You know they sacrifice so much. You know, like they could they could score more. All three of them could score more on on a different team. Um, But you know that's not how we played last year. We had four guys average double figures. Um, and these guys stepped up, and I, I tell I tell Matt and Devin and Nate and Ryan, I was like, "If you're cutting to the basket, you better run around with your hands up because you're going to get hit in the side of the head." So uh, <laughs> these guys will find you, and uh, and we have a rule on our team: if you're open, you better shoot it, and if you don't, you're probably going to come sit by me. So um, and nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. So when when you kind of play that way, it, it, you know, it, sometimes it's it, it can get a little too free flowing. So we have we have some things that bring everybody back, but. It's very contagious that, you know, it's like if I just keep moving and uh, if I'm open, they're going to throw me the ball and, and then my job is to shoot it, and that's fun. I I always like to shoot. Yes. Uh, Before we go any further, I want to mention that uh, you're listening to
2: uh, Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI, Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville. We are talking right now with Jacksonville head coach uh, Clint Bowman along with Justin Sweeney, Caleb Simon, and Wyatt Day. And uh, so you end up with the victory over Jacksonville, and the celebration uh, is going on on the floor. And uh, Wyatt, um, you know, it was 2015, the last time that that Jacksonville won a championship, uh, when, when the final horn sounded, and was it just this... Was it just this release of emotion like, finally, it's happened? Yeah, it was like all the hard work that we put in for years and everything that we've done.
5: And knowing that they we haven't won it in seven years, like this is the year to do it. So we can't take anybody for granted. And that's what we did. And it was awesome when we had that happen. Just no better feeling than the whole community being there and the support that everybody gives. And then the fire trucks on the way home, <laughs> which is it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So.
2: Jackson Dell does uh, uh, sectional championship and tournament championship celebrations, right? I've, yeah. I've been around for a few of those. We, we know how to do it. Yes. Know,
7: Coach Smith has given us given them a lot of practice over the, the last uh, 20 years, so yeah. uh, we're getting pretty good at it. That's good. Uh, Caleb, as, as, as you look at the at the celebration, you go back to
2: your time in, in junior high, and and uh, did you think it would take, and I, I don't mean this in a negative way, but did you think it would take this long to come up with that championship, and, and uh, when it finally happened, how did it feel?
9: I didn't think it'd take that long. If being honest, I thought there was a couple years we could have had it. We went to the finals against Oldenburg, right? Yeah. It's like they're a good team, but I think we could beat them. They yeah. ended up beating us, and then the other two years were just bad years. We were a good team, but yeah. other teams are better. Yeah. And then this year it's just special because all our seniors are back together. This is what
2: we did in eighth grade. Right. That's what made this year special. Well, a special season indeed, and, and Coach and I have talked about this, and Justin, I'll, I'll, let, you, I'll let you take this. Uh, when you think about the, uh, the holy trinity of basketball in Ripley County, you get the ORVC championship, you get the Ripley County championship, and you get Class 1A sectional 60. It doesn't get any better than that.
8: No, it doesn't, especially when you're playing with the five guys that you've been playing with since junior high.
2: Just can't beat it. No question. Well, um, that was the sectional. Uh, we're going to talk a little regional basketball right now and uh the focus at hand uh will be when you head up to Martinsville coach you you made the road trip so you know how to get there um there's no good way to get there but we made it <laughs> <laughs> I've been up there for a few times it's been a while since I've been up at the at the Martinsville gymnasium kind of a kind of a neat place um uh, tell us a little bit about the atmosphere and what uh, everybody might expect on Saturday
7: Yeah I think we're going to have a big crowd you know being the only uh local team here to to win I think we'll have uh some people from the surrounding communities come support us. Um, you know, I was joking with uh, our athletic director that I'll just take a whole brick of those tickets just for my family. There's right. 100 in there. So <laughs> um, I don't know what this, this Saturday might end up costing me. I might have to get another job just to pay for all these tickets. So, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a cool gym. That's the first time I've actually ever been in there. Um, but uh you know it's a it's a neat place, it's got uh, balconies on both ends with uh, seats behind it and and uh, so yeah it's going to be fun we We've actually have some familiarity with a couple of the teams we We played Indy Metropolitan and Indy Lutheran last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, summer balls is obviously a little different. you don't know who's going to be on the team and uh, we were a little shorthanded. Cale had a, a hurt foot last summer. Um, but yeah we, we match up well with them um haven't watched too much of them as far as this season goes just yet um i'm gonna let some other people worry about them I we i I gotta worry about that first one so we have bloomfield in the the noon game um and uh they they're very similar type of team to us um they they may play a little more deliberately um you know but i think if we get get the flow of the game we get get it out and go i think they'll run with us a little bit and and if we can kind of pick up, get that tempo up to like where we like to play, I think that will give us a better opportunity to win. But they have some big guys. They 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 have a six seven and a and a six three guy that like to play inside a lot. And um, so, but the, the you know they're not going to overwhelm us athletically or anything. And um, you know I think we have the better shooters. Um, you know, I think we played a, a, a tough schedule. They, they they have a really really tough schedule down where they're at, just in their conference and uh, to get out of the, their sectional. So, um, yeah, it's good. You know, look, looking forward to it. It was really neat to go to the meeting today, and you know, just kind of the the festivities are starting. Everybody wants to feed us every day. And <laughs> I, I, I said we're gonna have to we're gonna have to run extra this week just to, to get off all of the pizza Can calories. <laughs> saying no. <laughs> Well they're they they better be in for it. we we took tonight off. They better be ready for tomorrow cuz we're going to have a hard one tomorrow cuz um I don't want anybody thinking on our team that you know we we've accomplished all of our goals. So um we can definitely win this thing on Saturday. Um, we're going to have to play two good games and and if you if you watched if you've been to a lot of our games we we will rise to the level of what we can we can take it up a level and, and, and play with a team that's maybe better than we are and uh, we've done that over the years and, and w- these guys did that when we were in eighth grade we'd, we'd go play east central you know they got these guys were all five six five seven we're playing six foot kids that are already growing so right. um they they always are able to match you know you know pick it up a notch and and uh, so i'm looking forward to playing some really good teams and because uh, that's you know I tried to challenge them all year, and we're just going to look at it as another challenge, and that we're gonna fit right in and 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 have a good chance to win All right, well, while I got you guys here, I don't want
2: to ask the question what has been your favorite thing this season because your season is not over with, and I hope that I hope we have a lot of good things to talk about uh, after this Saturday. But as far as this the sectional tournament, Wyatt was concerned, what was your biggest takeaway? What was your biggest most favorite memory about uh about the sectional week?
5: Uh, Sectional week was definitely cutting the nets down. Cutting the nets down after that big win on Saturday and having everybody there. The like community just, it's huge. I don't know why. Just Jacksonville always, it's a basketball school. I don't know why. Out of our conference, it's your, this. Your, this football
7: b- te- your football team, though, was undefeated. Yeah, we are undefeated <laughs> in that. Since 61. I have a t-shirt that says it. Yeah.
5: yeah but just our support that we have and everybody there. I mean, you look up in the crowd, all three of those games were, packed full, and I was like, it just, you can't get any better than that. Yeah, uh, The Osgood fans travel
2: very, very well. Caleb, what about you?
9: Um, just knowing that this team's pretty much a family. And that was probably my favorite part. We learned that when we were all cutting down nets and getting pictures after the game. Everybody wanted them with each other, the right. pictures. So knowing this that's team's great. like a family, that's probably the most enjoyable thing. Justin? I'd say
8: just experiencing this with all the guys and seeing all the fans come out and support us and getting to Lift that trophy up with all the guys and
2: celebrate with everybody. No, there's nothing quite like it. You know, I, I I've been blessed to to have a sectional championship team of my own, and and I know how hard it is to climb that mountain. It's even harder to stay, but the climb is still going, guys. Uh, there's still there's still place there's there's still room to get to that peak up there. And I wanted to congratulate each and every one of you uh, on what you've accomplished so far. And I hope that there is uh, there's another rung that uh, you can climb and, and uh, keep going and and
7: enjoy the ride while it's while you have it. Yeah, I'm so, I'm definitely planning on being here next Monday on Coach's Corner yeah. uh, talking about uh, Man, a couple. I got wins. I'm gonna write this down here, <laughs> Coach Bowman. Just schedule me already
2: booked for next week. All right, we got that, Mark.
7: <clears throat> well, we, we you know we talked there. We we uh, after the Greensburg game that we you know, we really had a chance to win. We had a couple shots to take the lead and and we thought you know now's the time we're gonna go on a run. So we've hit we were at ten in a row now and yeah. so we need four more and. Uh, I told him, "How about we're just done losing for the year?" So that, that that's where our minds are, and we're definitely not satisfied. We definitely enjoyed it, um, but we're we're not done. We're we're everybody knows we're going to come in and and have a chance to win, and we're going to play really hard. And you know it's going to take a couple bounces go our way, but. Um, you know, we got the guys to do it, so let's go win it. All right. That sounds like a plan.
2: Uh, Jack Dell's Clint Bowman, plus players Justin Sweeney, Caleb Simon, and Wyatt Day. Thank you guys for coming in, taking a little bit out of your Monday to be with us. Um, looking forward to being with you guys on Saturday. Wish you all the best.
7: Thank you. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you. All right. Thank you, me. fellas.
2: Our, my pleasure. And uh, we'll be back with uh, Lawrenceburg's Brad Cutter to talk about the uh, Lawrenceburg Sectional Championship in Class 3, twenty-nine. When we come back, you're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI.
4: Okay. <gasps> That's a big pretzel. I've
0: heard that a lot lately. slice and Eisen from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious Pollock Fish Shogi will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333 or downtown Batesville. We have gig news for your home. Internet up
4: to one gig is now available from Great Plains Communications, a company with over a century of experience providing technology to homes and businesses across Indiana and beyond. Stream the latest entertainment without lag or buffering. Upload and download large files in no time. Connect to online gaming networks. Contact us today at 888-343-8014 for gpcom.com speeds and availability may vary by location on april 30th join margaret mary health for the walk with me hospice 5k Hospice services are designed to ensure those nearing the end of life have the care they need to remain as comfortable as possible. To support Margaret Mary Health Foundation's hospice fund, you may choose to walk or run the 5K or purchase a yard sign in honor of a loved one. Registration is available online by visiting the events section of the Margaret Mary Health website at mmhealth.org.
1: Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues. I want to thank all of our guests, thank all of our sponsors, thank Isen's for allowing us to be here, thank all of you for listening in. From 103.9 WRVI.
2: Once again, welcome back to Ison's Family Pizza here in Batesville as uh, we continue on with Coach's Corner tonight. Uh, sectional championships we are talking about. We just heard from Jackson Jacksonville's Coach Clint Bowman. And uh, now we're going to move to the 3A29 winner. That would be Brad Cutter of Lawrenceburg. Good evening, Coach, and welcome to Coach's Corner.
10: Good evening. Thanks for having us. I it, appreciate it.
2: It is great to have you. And uh, I, I guess the way to start this off, Coach, is that I think the way... 3 29 unfolded was pretty much how the regular season worked out in the EIAC. Just uh, a bunch of uh, conference teams just beating the snot out of each other.
10: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as, as we've talked before, our conference was very, very competitive this year. Um, any given night, any team could win. Um, and, you know, we just happened to have a little bit of luck go our way uh, with the way things unfolded. Um we have fortunately we didn't have to go through Connorsville or Greensburg as everybody else I think kind of expected us to. Right. Um but in the end we still had to play really good coached teams, well coached teams and teams that play hard and you know, we were lucky to be able to pull it out.
2: Well, no question, and you know when you when you get into a tournament situation, you have to be able to play well, and there's also a little bit of luck involved. And you know, it started out for you guys by getting absolutely, I think, the best draw you could possibly get, and and no slide against Rushville, but you open with uh, Rushville on night number one, and then you've got uh, the heavy hitters, so to speak, in that opposite bracket having to face off against each other.
10: Sure, I mean we we were obviously pleased with our bracket, like you said. I mean. It's, when you look at win percentages, you want to be able to play somebody that's in the lower half of first round just to get your feet wet and hopefully be, give yourself the best chance to win. Um, and then obviously we bounce back Saturday or Friday night with a emotional win over one of our rivals that we've played already twice in the season. Um, you know, so we were kind of curious as to how we would play Saturday night because obviously playing South Denver two weeks ago, um, we beat them on Friday night and then turn around 24 hours later and got to, not beat out of us by Connorsville so we weren't real pleased with how we played that night um, energy wise and effort wise And so as a coaching staff we were kind of looking forward to seeing how our kids bounce back and obviously with it being a sectional championship on the line I think our kids responded at least for two quarters I'll say that right
2: (laughs) Well, let's let's talk a little bit about each one of those games. Let's open up with uh, with the Rushville game. And, and you guys uh, start a little bit behind the eight ball as uh, Rushville was up 9-6 after the first quarter. You guys did take a four-point lead at halftime, 21-17. At what point in that 48-35 to final did you feel that, okay, we kind of got things back on track and, and you're feeling pretty good?
10: You know, I'll be honest with you. I don't know that I was ever nervous. Um, our kids kind, kind of came out a little gun shy, I think, in the first quarter. Theirs came out really on fire, um, and then as we settled down, we were able to start putting the ball inside to Ashton and Jackson, uh, right. which is what we like to do, obviously, when we can. Um, and we just we just kept getting more comfortable as the game went on, um, and we're able to build our lead off of our defense and um, inside touches.
2: Ashton Craig is not one that typically leads you in scoring, but he did that night with uh, 15 points and five boards. <sighs>
10: Yeah, and I think that's a mysterious thing for opposing coaches when they look at our stat lines, they see Ashton averaging about three points and three rebounds, and anybody that's around here knows that's a little bit skewed, um, right. based on how he played last year. But you know, the biggest thing is he it took him a while this this year to get going with you know very limited basketball going on for him in the off season with all of his football visits. Yeah, he's he's doing
2: um, something with football. I I heard he was a decent football player. That may that may just be a rumor. <laughs>
10: Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good rumor to hear, yeah, when you have a Division One Notre Dame recruit. Uh, but, you know, to be honest, he and I talked about that before this, um, when the season was over last year. I said, you know, just try to get to as much as you can. Um, you'll always have a spot on this team um, for as long as you want to participate. And he ended up coming to me three days into tryouts and telling me that, you know, the Notre Dame coaches signed off on him playing, and we've kind of got it rolling since. But well, he's, he's been a been a welcome, pleasant surprise Um You know, back to our team this year, we weren't really expecting him to for obvious reasons. Right. Um, But we obviously will enjoy taking a 6'5", 290-pound body and putting him inside.
2: No question. Well, not only is he a good athlete, he's a good kid as well. And it's good to have that that type of individual on your club because he helps in in so many ways, not just just with skills on a basketball court.
10: Sure. And obviously, you know, being able to get to Notre Dame, he's got to have a good academic background. Um, very smart kid in the classroom, as you said, and, you know, he's very humble. I, I think he understands his role on the team. You know, he went from leadness in points um, against Rushville to barely playing in the second half of the semifinal in the championship game. And, you know, he understands. He's not somebody that's considered an pout and wine because he's not getting his he was very he was just as excited as everybody else we want
1: so right. that's that's what it's about right
2: well let's move on now to the South Dearborn game and if there was one thing that we learned about uh, the Connersville sectional is that if you held a, an 11 point lead at the end of the third quarter it wasn't necessarily a good thing and uh, you guys were down by that much against South Dearborn what turned it around for you in the fourth quarter against the Knights the
10: force overtime? well we were we were a little disappointed in ourselves um, which with Eli Hoffman getting in foul trouble early. Um, They made it very known that they were willing to stall and kill time as long as they had to, Mm -hmm. um, to kind of get through that segment without him. And they did a pretty good job of it. They took the lead in the second quarter, um, and we just kind of went back and forth. And then, you know, it's one of those things, We, for some reason, we we have our moments in games where we give up runs um, periodically in the third or fourth quarter. and. You know, luckily for us, last couple of games we've been able to bounce back from it. But we started turning up our pressure. It got to the point where we knew we just couldn't sit and guard them um, because they were going to be willing to, you know, take the air out of the ball mm-hmm. and um, make us come out and get them. So we switched from man-to-man defense, start running a little bit of our one-three-one, and it kind of sped them up and um, led to some points for us on the other end. Well,
2: as uh, you, you look at that, uh, look at the stat line in that game, uh, Jackson Bobo had a near double-double against Rushville. I think it was 10 points and 9 rebounds. He puts up 15 and 10, uh, along with four block shots against the Knights. And uh, uh, Jackson standing six eight in the middle, that's, that's a pretty good presence. And uh, it's, it's nice to be able to feed him the ball.
10: Yes, and he was a crucial point for us when all that was going on there in the third and fourth quarter, and especially the overtime. Um, he was able to clean up some shots that we missed around the rim. Um was a great presence for us, as you said. So he's been Mr. Consistency for us all year, that's for sure.
2: And uh, I want to mention here uh, Garrett Yoon as well. He also had 15 points, Daya Patel, 11 points, six boards, and four, four assists. So you had some really great contributions in, in that overnight victory against South Dearborn. Let's take a look now at uh, the matchup against Franklin County. Of course, uh, the Wildcats coming off a big high after knocking off Greensburg, who knocked off Connorsville, And that's the meat grinder thing that we were talking about. Everybody beating everybody up. Uh, you catch the Wildcats, uh, but uh, it did not start off well for your team at all, did it?
10: No, I mean, I, obviously when you when you come out and you get blanked in the first quarter, 9-0, um, it kind of left our kids stunned on the bench, um, to say the least. Um, and I think they even grew that out to 15-0 right. in the second was... quarter before we actually scored some free throws. Um, you know, the biggest thing was we just didn't shoot the ball well. Uh-huh. Um, their defense has a lot to be, you know, credited for that. Um, but we weren't finishing inside. We weren't being physical in any part of the game. And that's what we talked about at halftime. I said, look, I said, there aren't any X's and O's that's going to help you right now. It's, it's, it's all between the ears and, you know, just telling yourself you got to be more physical and want it a lot more than they do.
2: Well, Mark Foster has, has done a great job with his kids this year, and uh, they had ended up with the most wins in Franklin County program history. I don't have the numbers with Brookville, but 18 wins uh, for a Franklin County ball club exceeded the number of uh, 16 in 2002. And of course, they had a lot to play for. They had never won a sectional as Franklin County, so uh, you know that was riding on their shoulders. You guys hadn't won a title since 2009 and never as a 3A program. In that second half, uh, by those that I've talked to that played the game, and, and now I'm going to kind of turn it over to you and, and get your perspective on it, but it seemed like turnovers by Franklin County certainly played a big factor in the second half.
10: Well, and again, it came down to a lot of it. Our game plan originally was, you know, we wanted to keep Chad Cox out of the lane. He, he's really, really good off the dribble, getting to the rim. Um, they've got Brand Ertle, who's really good behind the three-point line. Right. Um, you know, so what changed for us in the second half? I mean, not only did we feel like with a 12-point deficit, we were going to have to start scrambling a little bit and get more aggressive. Right. But when Ertl, Ertl picked up some early fouls and had to go to the bench, um, made us a lot more comfortable going to our one-three-one and kind of getting them running all over the place. And if they happened to get a three-up outside, we knew it wasn't going to be one of their top two shooters. Right. Um, so that kind of helped with us. It kind of let us go to that tempo style of up-tempo up and get them moving.
2: Well, that certainly worked for you in the second half. And as a result, uh, Largeburg ended up winning its first sectional title since 2009 and the first as a 3A school. So now, uh, Coach Cutter, you guys are 20 and 7. You're going on to the Washington Regional at the Hatchet House to take on 17 and 9 Evansville Bossy in the first game. What do you know about the Bulldogs?
10: Um, well, for one, they are a um, well talented team. Uh, they were in the state title game in 2018. Um, Coach Burkhart's done a nice job. He's won, I think, six sectionals in the last 11 years, um, two regional titles in those 11 years. Um, so obviously, you know, they've been there, done that uh, as a program. Um, they've got three kids averaging over 10 points a game. They've got some size. They've got some speed. Um, so, you know, we're going to have to play some disciplined basketball.
2: Yeah, they are uh ah-habaid. I I think that's how you pronounce it, 18 points and almost eight rebounds a game, plus three assists. That's a load.
10: Yeah, he's a stud. He can play (laughs) inside-outside, and like I said, the the challenging part is they're they're quick, and they can all really shoot it, um, besides maybe one or two of them. So we're going to have to be able to play really good defense and then try to control the tempo offensively.
2: Is there anybody that you've seen this season that might compare to Bossy in some way, shape, or form?
10: Um, I think probably the closest style of play that maybe wanted to play up tempo like that was Northwood that we saw in the Richmond tournament. Mm-hmm. But again, it's different. It's a different style. Um, Northwood had a little bit of, um, not as, maybe as much size as Evansville does. Um, but you know what? At this point in the game, um, we're up for any challenge. Um, our kids are going to be ready and uh, we're just looking forward to, like you said, playing in the Hatchet House. It's a neat environment.
2: Well, no question that uh, your, your kids are battle-tested uh, having to go through the EIAC this year and also win one of the toughest sectionals in the state up there at Uh You guys uh, certainly have battled and, and ready to go for uh, the regional at Washington.
10: Sure, absolutely. Yeah, we're, hoping, we're hoping everything we've been through you know, going all the way back to the summer when we played a really tough schedule, played some better teams in the state program-wise, mm-hmm. we were hoping that that was building us to this moment. So, you know, we're looking forward to it, and um, we'll see how we do.
2: Well, thanks for joining us, Coach Cutter, on the show tonight. Uh, We wish you the best of luck in the Tigers Saturday in Washington.
10: Always appreciate you covering our, our uh, Lawrenceburg basketball program, Bryce. Thank you. All right, all right, thank you.
2: That was Lawrenceburg boys basketball head coach Brad Cutter, winners of the 3A sectional 29. The Tigers are 20 and 7 and will meet 17 and 9 Evansville Bossy in the first regional semi at the Hatchet House. Should LHS prevail, and we hope they do, the Tigers will play in the regional finals against either number no. 13 North Harrison or number no. 4 Sullivan. Coach's Corner is brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutswiller. I'll be back to close the show in just a moment. You're listening to Southeast Indiana. Most listened to local sports show on Country 103.9 WRBI. Oh
4: my. That's a big pretzel.
0: I've heard that a lot lately. See Slicen from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for 9 dollars We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious Pollock Fish shogi will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville
4: brings the family together like a home cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville.
1: You are tuned to Coach's Corner. We want to thank, uh, Cecil and his crew here at IceS Pizza for allowing us to be here. We want to thank all of our sponsors who make this all possible. Go out and support them because not only do they make things like this possible, they keep your communities going, and that's very, very important. 103.9 WRVI.
2: And welcome back for our final segment here at Coach's Corner for this uh, Monday night, March the 7th. Before I get into my thank yous, I do want to mention the uh, regional basketball that is coming up on Saturday. It feels so weird not to be talking about getting ready for a game on Tuesday or getting ready for a game on Friday. Uh, But uh, the boys' basketball regular season is over. The sectional is over. And we are down to weekend basketball now. And for those that are still playing, that's not a bad thing at all. One area team that we did not talk about tonight is Edinburgh out of the Mid-Hoosier Conference. They won that conference. This season, they are currently ranked seventh in Class One A basketball with a record of twenty-two and three. The Lancers will be headed to Lagodi to take on number two North Davies, and that'll be a ten a.m. start. That'll be followed up by number sixteen Borden against an unranked but twenty-two and three Springs Valley team. Uh, looking at the 3A regional at Washington, you just heard from Coach Brad Cutter of Lawrenceburg. His 20 and 7 Tigers will be taking on Evansville Bossy. The Bulldogs are 17 and 9 this season. That's the early game at 10 a.m. That'll be followed up by a couple of ranked opponents. Number 13, North Harrison at 19 and 3 against number 4 Sullivan, who is 23 and 2. And of course, we have the Jacksonville Eagles in the house tonight. They are headed north to Martinsville, and uh, number ten excuse me, number ten Jackson Dell at twenty and five will take on the eighth rank Bloomfield Cardinals, who are twenty and six. You can hear that game on Country One O three point nine WRBI. Eleven thirty will be the pregame showtime. Twelve o'clock will be the first tip. That game will follow number nine Indianapolis Lutheran and number fourteen Indianapolis Metropolitan. We look forward to a great day and hopefully a long day up in up in Martinsville for Class 1A regional fifteen. I'd like to thank everybody that joined me tonight. Uh, Gary Mormon, the head coach at Oldenburg. And, again, congratulations to uh, Gary on an outstanding 14 years with the Twisters. He will certainly be missed as a head coach, but you're going to see him around. He's a great guy, and I wish him all the best. Uh, Batesville's Aaron Garrett, wonderful program that he has with the Bulldogs, and I look forward to working with him again next season. We had, uh, as you heard uh, just moments ago, a phone interview with Brad Cutter of Lawrenceburg wish uh, his Tigers the best this Saturday at Washington, and last but not least, I'd like to thank all the all the folks from Jacksonville who came up to uh, the show tonight, Clint Bowman the head coach, along with players Justin Sweeney Caleb Simon and Wyatt Day I thought they all did a fun job, did a good job I should say, uh, with the show tonight thank you so much fellows, for coming up uh, John Howe here at the studio for all of his hard work engineering the uh, broadcast tonight, and of course we could not do what we do without our sponsors, our hosts at Ison's Family Pizza, along with Goering's, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, George's Farm Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutswiller. That's going to do it for me, Bryce Kendrick. Been a pleasure to be with you tonight. I'll be back in studio tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. with a fresh look at local sports and for your afternoons from 12 to 7. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good night. So long for now.